Hello, my name is Calvin Emeka Onwoka and it is my joy and privilege to welcome you to uh, this special edition of your Sports Memo podcast. It is a preview to the 2020-2021 Premier League season which kicks off this weekend across um, many, 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 many grounds in England. I will be having... Um, quite a few fans from across the clubs and we will be speaking about the hopes and aspirations of their various clubs and I will try to needle a few people and see what they think. Anyway, hopefully it will be another exciting episode of your Sports Memo podcast. Stay with us. Welcome back to your Sports Memo podcast. Before I get um, to the phones, I did we did put out a, a, a tweet asking people to send in um, their WhatsApp voice notes on their favorite Premier League season ever. So what I am going to do, I will play out some of these some of these um, voice notes before I get to. Um, the calls. So here goes. My answer is very obvious. They just concluded 2019 to 2020 season. It was, um, it was um, a Mazaline season as an LFC fan. Because going into the season, I was I was confident, but I was a little worried about you know lack of signings. I think we will only sign them. Two youth players, I think Javi Elliott and maybe Van der Berg or something. We didn't make good additions, and then all the review from the various media houses and all our lists, they were like, we should just forget about the league, you know, without. Yes, we've won the Champions League, but without good additions, we won't compete with Man City. And then the league started. First game of the season, Liverpool Norwich. We played at well, but then when we got into our stride, we blew Norwich out of the water. And then consistently, we just kept grinding out the results, I think for the first few games. And then we got into our stride, we started winning. Like, if you look at the season holistically from the beginning down to the end of it, we were not just deserved winners. We played some good quality football. We didn't blaze teams out of the water every time. But our but our quality was was um, was too visible to ignore. So the, this season that just ended us is the best for me, and I just wish we will do the same this coming season. Thank you. That was Gogo Uri Naemi, who is as you can have as you must have picked out, who is a Liverpool fan. My favorite premiership. Uh, uh, season will be 2012. The 2012 season when uh, Man City clinched the title uh, on the last day of the game, the, that eighth game of the of the season. It was a spectacular uh, season. Though I'm not a Man City or Man U fan, I'm an Arsenal fan. Um, Arsenal came to that season, if I'm not mistaken, and um, it was a, a, a season full of Tension. I think the the league ended on 89, 89 points each, with uh, Man City clinching the title on goal difference. Aguero scoring the last goal of the uh, the last the winning goal of the game that day. It was truly uh, one of the uh, the most or the the highly competitive league of the of the Premiership era that we had to wait to the last day of the um, of the season to know the winner. Unlike the subsequent season that before two, three games, we already we already have our winners. So 2012 league season, is it for me? It is for me. I, I won't take any other season. 2012 season, where Man City came first, based on good difference on 89 points. Mass United came second on 89.2 and Arsenal came third. That is my favorite Premier League 
season. That was Adebayo, Adetayo, um, who happens to be an Arsenal fan, uh, making the 2012 Premier League season his favourite season uh, thus far. <laughs> uh, on a personal note, that was some season, especially that last day. And he made, a, he, he made what I call a pretty strong point about the fact that um, a, the season ran to the very last day. And we haven't had that in a while now. So, yeah, I, I, see, I see where he, he's coming from. Um, if I remember, we had, we've had, we used to have that a lot in the Premier League, in this Premier League era. We have that for the 94-95 season when Blackburn peeped Manchester United on the last day. We also had it in the 98-99 season when Manchester United uh, won the first leg of the treble, peeping Arsenal on the last day. And I don't think, if memory serves me right, I don't think after that 1999, if we had another time to... Okay, maybe it was the 2009-2010 season uh, when Chelsea also peeped United on the last day. But since that um, 1999, it's been very few and, and far between. Personally, that is what I hope um, starts to happen again. There have been too many processions to the league title and it's not, it's not good. It's not good for the league. Um, I, I'll take, I think I'll take one more voice note. Hello. Um, talking about my favorite PR season, um, I'm having really a difficult time to choose between 98 and um, 2002, probably because for different reasons. 98 was um, probably my, my own personal maiden season. And you know this young man that that just that, that lost the Champions League final in '95 with Cano and called just turn up in and turn up for playing in red and white for a club in England and I followed him. So I mean, eventually they won the league. So that was my journey to be an Arsenal fan. That could have been my best season, but 2002 for me will be because number one is the foundation of some of the things we we've seen as an Arsenal fan. Then Arsenal. Usain Silva we told in 2002 and somehow somehow it was the highest I mean it was our highest signing then and the banter as a then was unlimited I mean United fans bantering us that Usain Silva we told was the waste of money I mean so you see so now imagine him turning up at Old Trafford and scoring the goal that won Arsenal the league at Old Trafford I mean it was a sweet it was a sweet, sweet revenge because we had the best laugh. We had the last laugh. We had the final one of the banter season that year. I mean, it was in the university and it was a lot. I, I think, as I then I, I almost watched almost every game because from Saturday, I would be, but it was, it was lovely. And that was the season two that Leeds United, if, I, if I'm correct now, went on relegation. And 18 years after the just coming back to the league, wow, such, such a huge one. Um, I mean, but, but, but for me, it was that Arsenal squad for me. I mean, the, the majestic and imperial Patrick Vieira, the, I mean, the, the, the skillful canon, Dennis Bergkamp was there, the, the ponytail, the Lissiman. It, it, was, it was a lovely, lovely season. As, as you might have noticed, that was an Arsenal fan, um, Gabriel Mayo Akolade, who talks about um, the 2002 season when Arsenal won the league and eventually um, completed a league and cup double just like they did in 1998 which he did mention in person. The 2004-2005 English Premier League season remained the best for me because of what happened at the top and at the bottom. Starting with at the top of the table, Chelsea emerged as champions for the first time in about over 90 years under Jose Mourinho who came to the club from FC Porto after winning the UEFA Cup and Champions League the previous season. They won the league ahead of Arsenal, Manchester United, 
and even Everton. Everton with um, Joseph Yubo were able to finish fourth ahead of Liverpool that finished fifth. Liverpool, in the course of the 2004 5 season, they won the UEFA Champions League under Rafael Benitez but were unable to 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 make top four. Then also Boating Wanderers also qualified for the UEFA Cup for the first time in their history under the leadership of Ostinjeji Okosha that was also a poker. Then at the bottom of the table we can see that West Bromish Albion Monda coach their coach and the Kanowako they were able to escape relegation they won their game where those at the top of them, the other three clubs at the top of them, they were able to lose and that would be the first time that a club that were at the bottom during Christmas were able to 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 to, to escape relegation in the EPS season. So for me, 2004-05 season was the best Premier League season for me. Thank you. Well, that as a Chelsea fan, um, uh, seeing the club win the title for the first time in um, I think it was about 50 years it's quite understandable um, thank you Oyede G. Babatini thank you for the voice note hi everyone my name is Sadiq Salami from Lagos uh, Southwest Nigeria uh, my favorite Premier League season uh, will definitely be the 2016-2017 season uh, <clears throat> Chelsea won the league uh, in that season, tutored by the Italian gaffer Antonio Conte. Uh, the season started uh, on a very slow note. I, I, I can remember vividly it was a draw, the first game. But uh, having played like ten, after playing like nine games into the season, then a tweak in the formation. Antonio Conte still trying to figure out what uh, formation suits uh, his side then comes the 3-5-3 uh, formation having Victor Moses and uh, Marcos Alonso uh, uh, at the flank for the for the team so the, the, that season the spectacular run from, from Chelsea throughout that season the team was compact and uh, N'Golo Kante in the midfield for me the, the, the little man did the great, a great job that season. I've, I've won the Premier League season with Leicester a season, a season before. Then coming into Chelsea to play a pivotal role uh, in that title-winning squad. Uh, the 2016-2017 season was also uh, memorable for having a defensive midfielder like N'Golo Kante winning the most uh, valuable player in the league. Uh, and uh, the the way and manner that he did it for Chelsea, uh, marshalling the midfield and uh, winning all the balls for for, for this for the team made it quite unique for the little man, uh, the little Frenchman. And uh, the season with Diego Costa uh, attacking for Chelsea, scoring all those amazing goals and. Uh, Lots of memorable moments in that season. Victor Moses on the right, Marcos Alonso on the left, and uh, it was it was quite spectacular for me. And uh, I think when I look back and uh, and I look at that season, having uh, Antonio Conte at the hands of Affair uh, for the first time in his, his first time in England in English football, uh, win that league. And uh, the memorable song, Antonio, 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 around the stadium, uh, especially at Stanford, Stanford Bridge, is something that uh, gets me quite emotional. And uh, it was a nice one. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And now I go over to the phone calls. I've got with me um, on this really, really special uh, Premier League. Uh, resumption Premier League 2021 season start. I've got with me um, a North London derby of some sort here. I've got um, an Arsenal fan and a Tottenham Hotspur fan on, on the lines. Um, from the red corner, is, I've got in the red corner, 
Kule, who goes by the one of the most ridiculous Twitter names, I I ribs or something. Anyway, he's a regular on your sports memo podcast. Kule, welcome to your sports memo podcast. Thank you for having me. Right, but um, Femi Kumui, welcome to your sports memo podcast. Thanks, thanks for having me on. Yes. So here we go. Um, Kule. According to Arsenal fans, yeah. according to Arsenal fans, Arsenal have already won. They are going to win the league. <laughs> Is that correct? Well, um, I think uh, that is a typical football fan for you. Um, in every competition, at the start of every uh, league season, everybody believes their team is going to win. But uh, realistically, where Arsenal was last week, last season, mm-hmm. the last few seasons, and where we are now, um, I think our aim should be breaking back into that top four and getting Champions League football. So, for me, I'm being realistic, that will be the target that I'm setting for the team, and I think that will be the target the club is setting for itself, and the manager also is setting for the squad. So, yeah, I'm not getting carried away. We've seen some positive stuff, but I'm not getting carried away. It's just whichever way it is, we've got to make top four at the end of next season. Right. Um, listeners, uh, Kule is a season ticket holder at the Emirates Stadium. So, and it's been for many, many, many years. So this is, um, um, how do I put it? This is very personal to him um, for his sins. He's been an Arsenal fan for a very long time. Um, Kule, you stay there. Femi. Okay. Femi, yeah. you have the serial winner in your camp. So they said. Jose Mourinho. Surely, surely, you have to start thinking about much more than finishing ahead of Arsenal this coming season. Uh, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't even think about that again. It's, it's just normal. That's normal service. But um, <laughs> this, in 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 his defense, in Mourinho's defense, he doesn't have the squad of his as such. And then obviously he knew before coming that Levy doesn't have the deep pockets. He's not going to spend that much. His squad doesn't have that depth that would make them challenge for a top four finish. So it's a very very. I don't know, it's an underwhelming kind of like um, Premier League preparation. The whole, the confidence in the squad, there's so many matches to start the season with. So I'm not lining up excuses, I'm just being pragmatic in my expectations. And I wouldn't, I would, I, I don't expect a top four finish. This is the first time in about six seasons that I would predict Spurs not finishing in the top four. So what last e- season it didn't happen, but I thought we were going to finish in the top four. Yeah. So what, what exactly then is the point of hiring a serial winner if he cannot make use of what he has? Well, it's, it's there for him to prove us all wrong, isn't it? So football is not is not a game of one plus one. Mm. It does throw you a lot of surprises, and I'm sure you're aware of that. So um. I don't know. I based on my expectations, he, he might have stuff on on under his sleeve. He knew where he was coming. He knew Levy won't invest heavily compared to the other places he's been to. Mm. He has to work with the environment he worked when he was at Porto. Something similar to that, probably even with less quality players. Because if you look around the squad, there's so many gaps in left position. In, in centre-back, Jan Vertonghen has left, no replacement. We, the striking role, Llorente wasn't replaced. Um, the the flame in, in, in wing play is not there. We don't have that, you know, flying winger. I thought we were going to be all over Ryan Fraser because he's there on the free and things like that. So, I don't know, Mourinho, maybe the Serie A winner will prove himself to still be the Serie A winner or this might be the nail on the coffin. To, to finally put faith to his um, <laughs> to his illustrious um, CV that mm. he's been carrying around to to woo um, owners and chairmen. So I, I I I don't have that 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 deep expectation from 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 a very 
candid view of mine at the moment. So I I expect <coughs> us to still still be in the top six, but top four might be too much this season. Cool. Everton, a lot of other teams, Wolverhampton, they are all they are there, you know, to, to, to snatch it away. And the two the four guys, the four clubs that finished their last season, they are all strengthening their squad. They they, they are not getting weaker. So it's yeah, Mourinho needs to needs to prove me wrong, especially. Right. <laughs> I cool it. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. From just when you look at or when you hear what Femi is saying, and um, you see what is happening at your at your end, are you are you now looking at them and thinking, Nah, we're beyond this people now. We're 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 shooting for something much, much greater than finishing ahead of Spurs. Well, um, we've always proven that. Even when Arsenal were not winning trophies, Arsenal were perennially every year finishing above Tottenham. When we stopped finishing above Tottenham, we started winning trophies. But one thing that was constant in all that is Tottenham does not win trophies. <laughs> and this is one thing that um, has always been said. Whenever everywhere Mourinho has gone, he mm. split the fan base, and some of them will say, "Oh, that is not his squad." Mikel Arteta took over was the third manager Arsenal had last season. Mm. He took over in December, I think Sorry? December or January. He took over, and he actually won a trophy at the end of the season with a squad that wasn't his own. So. A serial winner goes to a club that is on the up, that's got good players, and the excuse we hear is that, oh, that was not his squad. No. See, the difference between Arsenal and Tottenham is so, is so glaring. One thing is, yeah, we have the same set of players, but even other fans will see that the same set of players that were playing, that were not playing well under Embry, they weren't doing anything much better under uh, Freddie Lundberg. Mm -hmm. When Ateta had time to work with them, you see the changes. You can actually see the improvement in individual play, individual play, and also in the team play. That is what is giving me confidence going into this new season about Arsenal. Yes, there are some few players have been added to the squad, and we I hope. The two main uh, additions that the club that is being rumored that the club want mm. can be added to, to to the squad, and once that is there, I have a big, big, a big trust in what Ateta is doing from what I've seen mm. since he took over, yep. how meticulous he was, how the team changed the way they were playing and was responding to him, and I feel that I'm still not going to say we're going to win. The Premier League, that is a, a bridge too far right now. But that top four, we will be there and among everyone on there. And I, for the, with the way, uh, yeah, it, uh, Liverpool has already won the league when we beat, uh, we beat them. Mm. Um, we beat uh, Man City in the uh, FA Cup semi-final, beat Chelsea in the final, and beat Liverpool in the community shield and everything. Yeah, all that wins. Every, uh, other fans can actually look at it and say, oh, it's just this, it's just a friendly match. But when you have a team that normally will cave and will fold when they play against such opposition, yeah. actually standing up to them, top four, yeah, get our top four, get back into Champions League. That is what we are not belonging, not Europa League. Play in the Champions League, you are part of the elite. And that is what we want to do. Right. Um, Femio. Finally, before I let you go, what, what, just very briefly if you can, what will, what are you looking forward to um, um, for this new season? Not just um, sports related, but in the league overall. What are you looking forward to? Um, Kule, you also think about your answer. I'll come to you okay. when Femi finishes. What, what am I looking forward to? Um... <laughs> I'm looking forward to the fans coming back to the to, to the to the stands. First of all, that's 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 so important for them. Football, football is very much a fans game, and and also from from a football perspective, uh, 
I want to see, there's been so much noise about Leeds United getting promoted. So I actually want to see what Bielsa will come up with in, in, in the league. It's going to be interesting. His, his personality, his charisma and everything mm. would be very, very good for the, for the league. And obviously, from a sports perspective, I'm looking forward to, to the season as well. So yeah, but those, those two things, the fans coming back, more stability, you know, in, 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 in world affairs. To encourage you know to bring that you know that normal kind of feeling back to to, to to how we enjoy the game the fans on the terrace and everything and then yeah and yeah that's it really Thank it's, you. It's, it's a very different feel. The preseason and yes. everything, you didn't have yes. like your yes. so it's just very I didn't even know the season was starting tomorrow. It's just it feels very different. Yes, Maybe because we haven't made enough signings or uh, stuff like that, boy. It just feel different. Okay. Listen, thank you, family. Thank you. Thank you so very much for yeah. coming on your Sports Memory Podcast. We should do more. Um, no problem. All right. Cool. Definitely, yeah. So, what are you looking forward to in the season? Well, um, one, of the, one of the main issues that was contested mostly last season was the, this issue of officiating and VAR. Mm. So, I'm looking... Because now I know the Premier League has agreed to actually go the way of the other European league, where the man, the, the referee can actually check the pitch side monitor. So I'm looking forward. I'm looking and I'm expecting good officiating, balance officiating. Because some uh, like a team like Villa, if the officiating or the technology of work well, they might be they should have been relegated, okay. but they were saved by the bell. And then, then uh, also in terms of Arsenal, I'm, I'm actually just looking forward to, like Femi said, looking forward to a day when I'll be able to actually go back to the Emirates. Excuse <laughs> me, to the Emirates and actually uh, cheer the team on the green carpet and watch the the revolution under uh, Mikel Ateta. Uh, yeah, that's all I'm looking forward to. As you know me. Um, I don't have the art to actually watch games on TV. <laughs> that is <laughs> that is my weakness, especially when it's an Arsenal match. I I prefer to be at the stadium and watch it. So, but going back with with uh, crowd going back to the pitch, I want it controlled, not as full as we used to have it. But mm. going back will be a step forward next season and let the league begin. Thank you. Thank you for coming on your Sports Memo podcast. Thank you so very much. Yeah. You're welcome. Thanks. Yes, I, I, I do agree um, with both Kule and Femi that it is so very important that we we get fans back onto um, into the stadium. To I've been watching some games recently and I was watching some old games from last season actually just before the pandemic struck um the difference the lack of the lack of atmosphere we have now is is very it's painful really but then again we've been experiencing a public health crisis so in truth football really um pales into insignificance when we're when we're talking about people's uh, people's lives so hopefully the authorities and everybody will come together and we'll be able to have um, the fans back into the stadium so stay with me i would walk the phone some more and i will get some other fans i'll be right back yes you're still on your sports memo podcast and i've got two different fans from one in abuja um k subiru who is um um a Chelsea fan. He is a very, very, he's a very passionate Chelsea fan who erroneously believes that Chelsea dominated the Premier League um, at some point in this our lifetime. But we'll come back to that at a different time. Um, Kay, you're, you're, you're welcome to your Sports Memo podcast. Thank you for having me. In, um, in Lagos and in our papa is a, is a, um, um, a friend of the house. He is also very regular on your Sports Memo podcast. He goes by the name of um, 
gentleman samurai. But it doesn't matter. Um, I prefer. I call him. I call him Easy. Easy, you're welcome to your sports memo podcast again. Um, good to be here. Been a while, but really nice to be here again. Right. Um, I'll start with K. Um, K, I, I don't know what is going on in the background. Can you please turn whatever it is down a bit? Okay, what? Okay. You, um, Frank Lampard has been given a blank check. He has bought Timo Werner, Timo Werner, Kai Havers, um, um, who else? Why is my, I've forgotten all. That same, Thiago Silva has also come in at the back. So, and, um, as, and at this moment, I gather that you signed the, this goalkeeper from Ren. So, why should we not expect Chelsea to win the title? Naturally, when you have this kind of situation where a coach is, uh, is uh, fully backed by the owner, by the board, and uh, after buying all this, you can call some of these uh, new signing, some of them to, uh, as world class. You expect Chelsea to fight for the title. I expect Chelsea to fight for the title. Just to fight. But when you have to look at it, to fight for the title. Right. Because of this kind of uh, rate of players that they just uh, bought in. Mm. And the <clears throat> and the, the whole players that are still within the, within the club. Mm. So you expect it naturally, you expect it naturally, Chelsea and experience fight to fight for the title. But yet you have to at least uh, be cautious because you look at Liverpool, they are ahead. You look at the you look at Man City, they are ahead. Mm. No, Liverpool have not made uh, much uh, investment to the team. Mm. But when you look at the team, you look at the coach, they are more or less ahead of the Sheffield Park. Well, you may not say City, but they are ahead of Chelsea, United and the rest. And uh, City too, I know City will be coming hungrily. Because <laughs> the, I think they were a little bit embarrassed with the 18 point gap between them and Liverpool. Mm. So they will be coming like a wounded lion, trying mm. to reclaim back the league. And United too. I always say United is the most experienced premiership side. And uh, when you look at United, what United the second half of the season, most importantly, the after we start, mm. you begin to see that United will actually fight for this title. They are just one signing away from fighting for the title. So I expect. Okay, 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 wait. I expect. Okay, wait. I will stop you there because. I expect United. Wait, wait. I'll stop you there. Okay. Because. Easy does not actually expect United to fight for the title. Easy. K says. K expects United to fight for the title. You are a Manchester United fan and you do not expect that to happen. Tell tell, tell K. Tell K why you think it won't happen. He expects Man United to fight for the title. Yes, he expects United to fight for the title. Okay. Tell him why. Uh, I always held this personal belief that United can't fight for the title. We won't fight for the title in the next five years. I think I it's clear for all to, all to see. United yeah. doesn't approach um, football like a football club. Bro. You look at the likes of uh, our pair or clubs that power with us in Europe, mm. like Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, how did they go into a new season when at the back of the disappointment? My United is totally different. You go into a new season, like the last season never happened. We are going into a new season, we had the COVID period to like strategize, how do we want to approach the new season? And now what do we see? A repeat of what we've been experiencing since Woodward came over and became the vice CEO. So it's just like um, my United is no longer a football club in my eyes. It's, we are just customers. The business is hit targets, projection of uh, Woodward and the Glazers make money. If you even look at it critically, we'll not be spending money. We'll be doing this thing they call net spend. I said last season that for us to get Maguire, we have to sell Lukaku. It's Lukaku's money. If you do the checks and balances, we'll see that tops, what my United has spent. Let's spend this probably maybe up 
50 million. It's not like we're spending like a whole lot on trying to improve the squad. The coach came out with a stupid statement this week. He said he's trusting the process, incorporating what Lampard is doing with the squad. Everybody has um, their own prerogative to focus on your team. How do you want to build your team? Lampard countered. I came here, it's all good to talk about the academy and what the boy came here to win. Our process, who says we don't, don't have to win the league this season? If you really want to win the league this season, there are key areas you have to like, you have to like uh, improve on. But United, what are we doing? We are hoping the days go by and we don't improve on those situations. We are going to the new season, that up at the back. He's like the softest defender, center back in, in the league. Physically, it's not up there. He might be good with his feet and with the way he thinks about the game and reads it with the interception. But you know, the English league, the ref allows you to get stuck in. Mm-hmm. His stuff is clearly good. Maguire, Maguire is at least not to be hard George or Maguire. He improved the defense. But what you get to the football, it's your defenders, like the fullback, they allow you to play in a certain way. At United, we don't get that. Our fullbacks only. They are more of athletes. They go forward just to pass the ball back to the centre midfielder. Those are areas that we have to improve on. So many areas, competition for Rashford. We are not doing that. We don't. We are not approaching the season like a team that we really want to win. We are not. So for us to say because we are Man United and we are seasonal, seasonal campaigners, we will always be there. No, this season will, will be like the last one. It's going to end before December or top January. We'll be out of it. We're not good enough for it. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. What What is your What is your expectation? Um, where do you see Chelsea finishing um, end of the season? Uh, for Eze, Eze believes that Manchester United season will end in um, in January. Um, I, I surely, surely, um, Chelsea's season should last longer than that. Um, as a Chelsea fan, as a Chelsea fan, mm. I, I I will not be surprised. See, by the end of May, we will leave we leave the year league title. Come on. Okay, realistically, <laughs> we realistically, <laughs> as a Chelsea fan, you know every fan has to be a little bit uh, uh, biased. Yes. But realistically, yes. realistically, when you consider that, um, if you look at the team, look at the the the, the, the players that are being that have been signing him now. Mm. You look at them as almost all of them, almost all of them have not experienced what is called premiership. True. It's a different league, an unforgiven league. So for them to come in and just win like for them to come in and just win like that, they will have to put up an extraordinary performance to do that. Now, when you consider too, when you consider too, that we're having a coach that is not experienced, mm. So those are the two setbacks I'm looking at. I'm looking at the, the players that are coming because if you look at the number of players that are coming in now with Mendy and uh, the, and the rumor about the Declan Rice, you are looking at the almost almost ten players coming in, ten potential first teamers mm. coming in into the team, and for 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 for, for, for new players coming into it into a league like Premiership mm. and win it like that is almost almost impossible. So realistically, I expect Chelsea to come to to fight to come third. It will not be like last season, whereby mm. we have to run fight and fight and fight and fight before we can get the 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 the, 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 the top four position mm. before we can get it on the last day. We should we should be able to do it conveniently this this, this season. So if we don't win it, I wouldn't be surprised. If we win it, I will be a little bit surprised, but I will I will say yes that we deserve it. Okay. But realistically, mm. but realistically, mm. realistically, mm. I, I expect us to make top four easily this time around. All right. Listen, um, Kay, thank you so very much for yeah. for coming on your Sports Memo uh, podcast. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Thank you so much. Thank you, Abby. Right. Is it? Well, what would you do for what? How would you? What's the word? How would you, how would you, what would you do to ensure that Manchester United season does not peter out by January? Uh, I, 
okay, just to talk ideally, not realistically. I think first thing I will do, I think our major concern, uh, our major concern is actually fullback. Mm. If I have to pick, it's actually fullback. Our two, our starting fullbacks are just poor. Defensively, they might be say I rate them like a B, but in football nowadays, the the job of a fullback they allow you play in a different way. We don't have such fullbacks, and people cover for them like their job is to defend first. Look at Trent, look at um, Robo. Mm. These guys they allow Liverpool playing is a whole new way. And wow. allow Jawinga, Salah, Mani shipping with goals by coming closer to Firmino, who is not even in that. I probably at Hofiem he was a ten. Hey, hold on. They allow them playing hey, different. Hey, hold on, but that's about tactics. If the United tactics eh, is not about having flying, mm-hmm. flying fullbacks, why must you make the comparison with Trent and um, um, and the Robertson? It, it boils down. It bo- then it boils down to only being a counter-attacking manager. Well, that's not a, which crim- is clear, that's not which a criminal is, offense. Which is really how we play. We exploit space with our pace on the break. Now, mm-hmm. Rashford, Marshall, and Bruno with James running at you when there's a lot of space. But mm-hmm. with the ball and against a low block, against it with shape, we mm-hmm. can't play. With, uh, we can't play through them. Which is clear. His coaching is certain style. If we say we don't need our fullback to play that way, yes, we don't need our fullback to play that way. You can play football that way, but you can't win the league that way. Counter attack is not a style of play; it's a reaction to play. Every team coaches counter attack. We can't put that down and say this is how we win the league. Granted, some teams like uh, when Mourinho came at country that he won the league through counter attack. There you go. Even you, yes, even so. even you have knocked yourself out with that. <laughs> you knocked yourself with No, no, the point is the point no 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 it was I'm saying Conte was being attacked. It was it's not factual he won the league with by playing counter attack. There are games that he outplayed the opposition. True. Against Moreau, uh, Moreau, against um my United he outplayed us. We are the team actually looking for counters. So how can Mario say um Conte won the league by playing counter? It's not that. He's an Italian, they are just to games. That's how like Marcel Luipi did in the nineties. He had a different player for a different kind of game, mm-hmm. a way to play a different kind of game. That's what they believe in. They play in a certain way. So you can't just say it's counter attack you want the league with. Okay. Listen. Granted, some players come in deep to take the ball. It's not counter attack. We have a style of play. You saw how many goals Alonso chipped in when they won the true. league under Conte. With they full back chipping mm-hmm. short goals right. if they were playing on, on the big. So if you were buying, you will buy this boy from Sevilla, won't you? Regulion. Regulion. Mm. Um, honestly, um, the the um, Vivia had about, I've read about Regulion. He's decent. I actually saw him against United, and I've seen him in the La Liga. Mm-hmm. He's decent. He's underlaps. He's overlaps. His crosses. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's good for a team like us that wants to be on the front foot. He might not fit a lot of defensive um jobs to do. There you go. I think if. If we could take him, it's it's good. If we could find someone better, it's also it's also good because I I think fullback, especially that position that Williams and Shaw play, we are so terrible, so terrible. There are some games you watch, you see as um you see Luke Shaw getting a very good position to whip in the cross. What does he do? He plays it back to Matic. It's so icky. Some most times we really need Regulion. I, I really like him. If we could come, he's young. If we could take a risk on Wabisaka knowing he could not cross for a living and say he will improve, why can't we say um, young Regulion won't up his defensive game? So it's a risk we have to take to better our team. I'm all for it. Right. Thank you, Jose. Thank you for um, coming on your Sports Memo podcast. We'll do more um, of United uh, stuff during the as the season progresses. Uh, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Right. I've got with me, um, I've got with me a Liverpool fan from Lagos, Nigeria. His name is Emeka Wadike. The Don, welcome to your Sports Memo podcast. Ah, uh, thanks for having me. It's it's Wabudike, not Wadike. Wabudike, ah, that's true. It's Wabudike. Sorry, forgive me. Wabudike. That's no it. That's it. Thanks for having me, my brother. <laughs> Thank you. Right, champions. Any chance of retaining the title? 
Um, well, uh, Klopp said something that got me thinking. Mm. He said we are not here to defend the title, we are here to attack again. So I think um, it's going to be a tough season, it's going to be a long season, um, but I think we'll, we should be able to do it again. Wow. Let me, let me, let me tell you something that struck me the other day. You know that Kenny Dalglish, as successful as he was as Liverpool manager, never retained the title. Yeah, yes. You, you know that as successful as, as Wenger was in his early years, never retained the title. Yes, I do. I do. Retaining the title I, is one tough thing um, to do. I've read a lot of Liverpool fans complaining that you have not made any any purchases in this summer. Um, how confident are you? Of course, Klopp will be confident because he he retained the Bundesliga with uh, with Dortmund, so he knows he knows this route well. But how confident are you, you as a fan? You just beat me to you just beat me to the line I was going to use. I was going to say that. Um, I've read a couple of books about Klopp, about his person, mm. his mentality, mm-hmm. and um, how he turned around the fortunes of mine, right? And also, um, and also Dortmund. Uh, at Dortmund, like you said, he retained the league. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the German league is not the EPL. I, I would agree to that. But you see, when it's, when the manager makes a statement that. We are not here to defend the league. We are here to attack again. Mm-hmm. We're going with the mentality like we have never won before. The mentality that saw us lose the league by a point, that saw us win it by over 15 points. You will see that um, there's a bit of um, sense in what he's saying that I can repeat what I have started. You know, I'm not saying it's going to be a, a whitewash like it was last season, mm-hmm. but even though we haven't got any marquee player or we haven't made any marquee signing, mm-hmm. I think the mentality around the team still goes with we can do it again. We've done it before. And then, not analyzing other teams though, mm-hmm. but, and not taking it away from them for what they have bought. You know, you look at City. With all they have done and all that, you can still see that the fragilities of their defense is still there. You look at Chelsea, who's gone on a buying spree. Mm. They've bought so many attacking players. Chelsea's going to turn out to me like what Brenda Rogers made Liverpool in 2013-2014. You know, mm. with the defensive frailties will be there. Thiago, for me, is too old. To make a difference, it would see that um, it, it, it might not tell so much. But I don't see anyone that is a young talent uh, uh, beside him that he can speak to as the game is going on. He reminds me of Stephen Keshi when the big boss was growing old. The mm. big boss wasn't making the tackles as he used to do as a young boy, but you could see his experience in where he was positioning himself. As the game was coming, so Thiago, game, so, so Silva can do the same thing. Um, Thiago will be like that to Chelsea, but who is going to help him out? That's my problem with Chelsea. You know, for United, United is a force to reckon with. You know, but I don't think that right now the mentality of the players in United would hold Liverpool when push comes to shove. You know, so these are the kind of things that I've, I, I personally have looked at and said we still can retain the league right you know i this is i want to be quite brief with this one um i i i see what club is saying in in making sure that the players forget the fact that they are champions that it is not about retaining the league it's about going out to win the league afresh but there's a little there's a little um caveat to that every other club in the premier league would know that they are playing the champions. So the way they will approach uh, playing Liverpool will be very different. Exactly. I I, I, I agree with you on that. The, 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 the caveat, like you said, is Liverpool is the champions, or mm. we are the champions. Mm. Now, what am I taking away from that? I'm taking away from that the fact that 
the players themselves have to reorientate themselves and say to themselves, we are not the champions. Hmm. These guys are coming close to beat us. We need to beat them. They need to, they need to put it in their mindset, in their subconscious, that we have done it before, we can do it again, and we can do it better. That is, you see, when you see the United team under Sir Alex, they always had the hunger. Mm. That was why you will see that 95th minute, United was attacking you. They need, they will score you. That odd goal to win the game, they will score you. People say Peggy time. I don't believe in Peggy time because the time was for both managers. You mm-hmm. know, as much as we say Peggy time, Peggy time, Peggy time, it could have affected Peggy negatively as well too. Yep. So it's the mentality of the players that they carry forward. You know, so I, I, I don't buy that thing when people say, oh, fake time. I know, I mean, I know it's all banter, mm. but it's also excuses that people are looking for because that time is for both teams. So what makes you think it couldn't have affected the, the uh, United negatively? All right. Finally, the done. What will be a, a good season for Liverpool? <sighs> for me, a good season for Liverpool would, retain, would be retaining the league. Trust me. Thank for you. me, a good thing. <laughs> I, I mean, I can give up every other competition, but let's retain the league. I will be satisfied. That's what I was expecting to hear. Thank you, Don. Thank you for coming on your Sports Thank Memo you so podcast. Much. Thank you. Thank you so but much. But I'm, sure, I'm sure you know very well that I, I hope you have a Thank bad... I hope, I'm sure you know that I, I am sincerely hoping that you have a very bad season. <laughs> I know. I, I hope you have a worse season myself. Okay. But hey, it is what it is. <laughs> Thanks, Don. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. So, okay. from Don, a Liverpool fan in Lagos, I I go to another Liverpool fan, this time in Essex. Um, another friend of the house who has been here before. She's not stopped gluting since... Um, um, the 30-year wait ended. Um, Wumi Thomas, welcome to your Sports Memo podcast once again. Thank you, thank you very much. Right. So, what what will be a um, a good season for Liverpool? We need the title again, back to back. Back to back. Yes. Right. Honestly, the only club that will challenge Liverpool is going to be City. Okay. Why do you yes. think so? Huh? Why do you think this? We're going to challenge us. I know people are really like, especially Chelsea fans, they're excited about all the new signings by Lampard. Yes. But get one thing. Lampard is a rookie coach, a rookie manager. He can get all the best players in the world. He still needs to build a team. He's not going to do it this new season. What's happening with Lampard right now is like somebody inviting you over for dinner. You know, setting the plate well, getting all the right cutleries, you know, the right champagne, mm. um, drinks, getting everything right. But mm. when food comes in, it's tasteless. So, <laughs> yes, it can buy. I mean, they spent out for 150, 200 pints, but it still needs to build a team. Look how long it took even a seasoned coach like Lampard and like Klopp to win the Premier League. Lampard is not going to do it this season. You will need a, a season or two to gel, you know, to produce a formidable team. And that's why the fact that a lot of Liverpool fans are saying, oh, we need to get more, yeah, we need to get here going and all that. Yes, I, I would love us to strengthen, especially I want another defender. Lovren is gone, okay? Mm. Yeah, he wasn't a best player, right? He has his moments. He did some very, very dodgy moves that have, you know, I've been like, oh, fuck, well, we really need, do need to sell this guy. But he's also got, you can also remember him fond memories, right? Well, we've got Gomez and we've got Matip and I'm very concerned about those two guys. You know, Gomez, you know about his injury um, history mm. and I don't mean that in a negative way but fact of fact. And Matip has not really been able to get a full season out of him. So, I want another defender. And I think this is, might be the year for Keita to like really bloom. So, I, I, I'm very confident about my team. I am, I'm, I'm very kind of like rest assured that we are going to go up there and fight seriously for the Premier League. We might not win it. We are definitely going to win a trophy or two this new season, definitely. But 
we're still gonna go for the premiership. I like what's happening in Arsenal. I like what Ateta is doing. Mm. To be honest, I and I think um, they, in fact, I think the team that is coming to the Premiership with the most confidence right now has got to be Arsenal. They've won two back to back. You know, you might call it a dish or a tray, whatever. But <laughs> something. So they are coming in. They're not going to win the Premiership, but I'm giving them. I, I think top four. Man United, I just really know. I, I and it's not, and I don't mean it be shady. I just, I am very on the fence with them. I don't know if you know. I think they are short at least five signings. I honestly I really hope he really comes to himself and really, really, really show us what he can do and really shut everybody up. But like, this is me. And I'm really praised for that. I like the guy, you know. Hold on, hold on. Five signings. Huh? You think United need at least five new signings? Oh, yes, you do. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, that's Honestly, by your team to really go and compete for the Premier League, the Champions, the Champions League, mm. I'll have a show at the FA Cup. Yeah. Look, you have some play- I, I know you're all very stuck up with, you know, the United way. Yeah, you know, it's old Trafford. Whatever, as a Liverpool fan, I've been through that place. Believe me, you're you're in the basement, and we used to be in that position too. You know, it's not as painful as being, you know, the top dog, and you have to really, really like struggle. So, mm. but you need at least good qualified signings. You know, you're, the people you count as your top players, the Rashford, the Marshall. I mean, they are not. Their consistency, I'm really concerned about it. They don't have that consistency to be like throughout the season and produce all everything you need. In, in this premiership, you know, to really compete to the level where you really need to win. I'm sorry. And I would not write Spurs out. Right. I know you're not a big fan of Mourinho. You know I love me some girls. You know, it's always going to be the special one to me. I think this is a season that Spurs might win something. Right. It's not going to be the premiership. Maybe an FA Cup or one of the dishes that um, Arsenal won. Maybe they might let them win. I don't know. Or, you know, one of those charity, whatever that. Nobody talks about until you win it. But I think this might be the season that's first. They need another striker, you know. As good as Harry Kane is, I, I'm a big fan, but injury again, you know. So I think this might be the season that we see a difference first. I think with ego and arrogance and the feel that he has to prove himself all the time, which I don't think he does, you know. Mm. Marino, I'm talking, he's going to push and try and get something. So I've talked about all the major things of mine. <laughs> yes, you have. Yeah. Okay. I, I, you know, you know the good thing about this is that um, in May we can all come back um, um, to this, and we shall remind, okay. we shall remind we each need other. Realize this on May. Realize that. We remind each other. Listen, Umi, thank you so very much for coming on your Sports Memo podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. Best of luck. Hope to come soon. I, 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 I would never. I would. I don't think I would say that to you, please. <laughs> I would say that to you. Bye, Ubi. Well, I hope to come on the podcast very soon. Yes. And hey. to all Liverpool fans, I love you guys. Never walk alone. Oh my God. Come here. Let's race again. Yep. So there you have it. I've had um, quite a number of um, callers. And then people that have given the views on Chelsea and Arsenal and Spurs um, on Liverpool um, as the Premier League season 2020-2021 kicks off this weekend in England. Right. Personally, what would I want? I The one thing, like I think I've said it earlier today, one thing I do know that I want, I don't want the league to be a procession for whoever is going to win it. I do not want the league to be a procession. I want every part of the top four um, from the champions to the last Champions League place to be up for grabs going into the last week of the season. Now, that will be 
a fabulous season for the ages anyway hope you've enjoyed this and um, uh, if you do please feel free to share and also write in send us your voice note of whatever you want to talk about as the Premier League season kicks off my name is Calvin Mekawunka thank you for joining us